Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across Livestream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by Livestream Universe. For everything live streaming, check it out, LivestreamUniverse.com. We also have a website just for this show. It's LivestreamStars.tv, and you can see upcoming guests and view the replays of past shows. And by tomorrow, uh, we'll have this show up, and there'll be bios and links and show notes and all that kind of good stuff at livestreamstars.tv next week no show just the july 4th holiday we'll be back on july 11th right here 7 p.m eastern janine truitt is the guest she goes by the name zarina of hr she's a lot of fun i can't wait to talk to her she hosts a show called ask zarina on periscope and blogs at the aristocracy of hr.com so uh that'll be great no show next week and then back on the 11th so tonight's guest is margie annalise she coaches and inspires entrepreneurs easy for me to say creates (laughs) videos and hosts live stream shows you were selected margie one of the top 100 women entrepreneur experts am i saying that yeah to to follow on twitter follow on social media something like that yeah by by evan carmichael by evan carmichael studies leadership and does a lot of blogging and and shows and stuff about leadership yes and you have a new project coming out um you you blog at margieanalise.com tell us about the new the new project coming out well, fortunately, hey everybody, um, and thank you, Ross, for having me as a guest. It's so fun, and I know you're an amazing host. So I know oh, it's thanks. Be a I've been looking fun. forward to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thanks everybody for being here. I'm really excited. And hey to Nate. I think he's watching tonight. So um, yes, well, typically I blog at margieanalise.com, but my site got hacked, and so it's still in the process of being repaired, shall we say? But I do, I have a new project and there's no blogging there, but I have some great videos to give away for free. And uh, basically, you know, they're on building confidence and mindset on um, how to build your brand and really some some good takeaways that people can can run with, even if they're not interested in the course. I wanted to put some quality stuff out there so that, you know, especially women, but any entrepreneur um, can really feel empowered and get some some how to's like some really tactical tips that they can go, oh, I can do this. Right, right. Now you mentioned women, and and you have a specialty dealing with women. What are some of the issues, perhaps, that women that are more specific to women? Are there certain issues that that you work with women on? Uh, I. Think well, you know. Let's face it. Men and women, our brains are wired differently. We know we communicate <laughs> differently. You know, I, I know it's kind of a generalization, but it's kind of true. Right. So uh, for women, I find that um, men seem to be stronger in the area in general. Stronger in the area of just like you know, put your head down and just go, 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 go. And with women, we're just kind of wired with everything. We're interconnected with a lot of stuff. So what's going on on the inside, I think, impacts us more. And that's a whole different Mm -hmm. level that we need to deal with that a lot of the typical business teachings do not even touch because it's guys. You know, if you go way back to the beginning when all the business principles and strategies were developed, it was men developing strategies for men. And so... It's that kind of extra layer that's been missing for women about, like, how do we deal with this? One of the common things is we tend to take things personally. 
like and, and it's crazy and we know it doesn't make any sense but it happens anyway you're like oh my god really like how, how am i why am i feeling this it's crazy so you know rather than just pretend it doesn't exist or it doesn't happen you know like oh yeah i'm cool um uh, we i talk about that it's like well what do you do like we need strategies to to deal with this stuff because it happens and it's better to address it in the beginning when things are just small and getting started than when you're like way up here and you, you know, you're devastated by some little thing that kind of right, like takes right. you off your feet. So, <laughs> so how did you, how did you get into coaching and, and working with entrepreneurs? Um, wow. It's, you know, it's been a, it's been a long, a long journey. I used to be in the fitness industry, so it kind of started there. And then I was in, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and kind of got disenchanted with that and thought, Hey, I can mess up my own life. Let me go do my own thing. <laughs> so uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna mess up. If anybody's gonna mess up my life, it'll be me, right? I can make it or break it. So, um, right. I, I really didn't even realize that I wanted to be an entrepreneur until uh, I had a personal tragedy in my life, and my sister uh, got sick with cancer, and it just really did something to me on the inside, and I just started thinking, wow, life is way too short and what are we doing what am i doing and and i really started asking myself those hard questions like going beyond the surface that we usually live at and i know what that journey was like for me and i know that i had had jobs that i hated like ah hated and i saw a lot of other women who were super talented who had so much to give and they were stuck in these places where they hated their life and they hated their job and they just they weren't able to contribute like they had so much and they were just kind of boxed boxed up and just put over there and said no just do what you're supposed to, you know do what we're paying you to do and i really developed a heart to help people just you know to women just to like get out of that place and just walk in their gift and do stuff that they just love doing because life's too short not to. Wow. Wow. And so you use video in your mm -hmm. business. Um, you, I, I know you had a post about how to be more comfortable on video. And so talk about how you got into using, using video because it's something a lot of people, myself included, have hesitated to do. Really? In fact, if lab never came, yeah, if lab never came along, I probably wouldn't have ever gotten on video. It's only because I like the talk show thing, and it kind of reminded me of radio that I started doing <laughs> shows on blast. Well, you seem like you're pretty relaxed, so that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's tough. Video is vulnerable, and um, I think that a lot of people don't like to see themselves on video. Sorry, and um, I, and I was one of them. I used to hate looking at pictures of myself, but. I felt there came a point many years ago where I felt like I wasn't communicating very well. And I thought, you know what? The only way for me to really see is I'm going to videotape myself. I know it sounds kind of weird, but mm -hmm. I thought I want to see like, what do people see when they, when they see me and what do people hear when they hear me? Because at that time, I think I was still in management. I thought, well, you know, how can I improve? And I was flabbergasted. I, I inside, I just felt like I was like, Rah! and here I was on the video, like, and I'm like, Oh my, are you kidding me? 
So inside you were like, yeah, and you came across on the... Now, was that because you were conscious that you were recording, do you think? Or you think that was I how... think it was really me. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. And I rolled my eyes all the time. And I still use my hands all the time. Can't help that. But I, I thought great. it was really eye-opening because we don't often think about how we communicate or how we present ourselves. And especially as my journey went on and, you know, you think about your visual branding and that kind of thing, it's so important. And, you know, when we all start, we're mortified. We're mortified to, right. to be on video. We're mortified to watch ourselves. We're like, oh, it's like watching one of the horror shows. You're like, oh. <laughs> but you just have to get comfortable in your own skin. And, and the more you do it, the more relaxed you become and the more natural it becomes. So it just... You know, you don't even know. Something happens at some point and it just switches and, and that's it. Mm -hmm. How long does it take most people that, that you've observed, like, to where they really get comfortable with it? You know, it really depends on, on how much they're willing to do it and how much they want to do it. And so everybody's different. You know, some people take a long time to reach a comfort level and other people are just like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And they just jump in and they get it done. But I think it's a really natural progression to that something just happens at some point. If you do it often enough, something just happens and you forget, right. you, you know, you forget that the camera's on or you just get disassociated from it and you just feel more natural and more comfortable. So, so now you were doing scripted or, or I don't know if you'd say scripted, but you're doing videos that you were recording and then posting on, onto yeah. YouTube. Um, Nick asks, um, when you started to go live, um, was that, was that before I get the next question, was that with live streaming? Was that with like blab and that kind of thing? Or had you been doing like live videos before, before you started doing the show? On um, blab? I just did like straight on videos with iMovie pretty much is how it was. Cause blab wasn't around. There were really not any accessible or, you know, free live streaming things going on at that time. So it was just all like, you know, capture the video, edit the crap out of it because you're like, ah, you're making all these faces and stuff. But, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's a good way to start because it's a controlled environment and you can allow yourself right. to get more comfortable with it before you're like live. So Nick asks, um, what's the most important aspect to going live with video? Wow, that's a good question for you, Ross. That's, that's a good, I think, um, what is the most important aspect? There's a lot. I think, you know, just being, having that comfort level, being able to just relax and be yourself. Lighting, right? That's an important one too. Making mm -hmm. sure you've got the equipment that you need and that you're just, um, not nervous. You can just chill out and be yourself and Yeah. I think that's that's super important. Right, right. I think one of the more underrated aspects is actually the audio. Um, if you're doing shows like this, because people will be doing other things while they're listening, whatever. So as long as the audio is good, they can put up with other things with video. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of hard if they have trouble hearing, then there's not not a lot of point in listening to a talk show, right? Like maybe if you're watching a sporting <laughs> event or something and you have you have troubles trouble hearing, you can yeah. still watch the game, but it's kind of tough when it's you know all revolves around around mm -hmm. the conversation. Shane asks, um, how do you stay consistent with video? Uh, consistency. 
how like in the look the feel the um i was thinking yeah. Shane, feel free to follow up in the chat but i i was thinking like be consistent in terms of like stick with it and fine but that might not be what well she if, was if that's if that's the question with sticking with it yeah, yeah. Sticking I, wish, with it. <laughs> I wish people could hop on oh i missed that part of the that blab you know that people could hop on and ask questions be nice right, to see right. you guys um <laughs> I think one thing that you can do that's really, really helpful is schedule it. So, um, you know, don't just do one video, try to do three. And that way you have the head so that you can be more consistent with getting them out there. If you just do one offs, then say you're sick one week or you want to go on vacation, then you're kind of behind the eight ball. So it's a lot better if you can just dedicate a chunk of time you know, because videos are short nowadays anyway, people don't have the attention span. So, um, you know, just go ahead, try to try to uh, get three, four, five done if you can, squeeze them out, get them done, and then, you know, you're kind of set. So I think that's a really, really important thing. Just being prepared that way is really important and helpful. Yeah, I kind of take the same approach with live video, live streaming and stuff. I, I make a schedule... <laughs> Probably too far ahead at this point, but I, I schedule it so that I'm like forced to show up here every Monday and do yeah. this and I enjoy it. So it's not like it's a chore, but if, if you don't schedule things and you mm -hmm. don't say like, okay, tell somebody else that I'm going to be here at this time, yeah. then when you don't feel like it that day or something else comes along. But like once I have this scheduled every Monday, I mean, unless something really big mm -hmm. comes along, I'm going to be here every every Monday doing this Nate asks, um, if you don't have the right equipment, do you wait till you do or continue? Um, not sure what the right, uh, you know, if, if by best equipment, um, no, none of us have, you know, very few of us, um, maybe Marty in the chat has a TriCaster um, to switch scenes and stuff like that. But everybody else is pretty much doing the best they can with what they have. Even those of us, like I, I bought Wirecast, which allows me to stream directly to Facebook, but there's a thousand more things I could buy from mm -hmm. cameras to <laughs> everything. So um, find a place to get started. And then as you, figure out if you like doing it and what you're good at and what you enjoy doing and so forth. Then I think then, then, then maybe start to in, invest in some equipment. Obviously you need the basics, mm -hmm. right? You need, you need Wi-Fi or, or even better if you can plug in somewhere to an internet connection and you, you might need a microphone or a headset or something. But other than that, maybe you need a subscription to one of these sites. Uh, Fire talks <laughs> free. So you can pretty much just come on here and, play around if you want um, to get started. Any any thoughts, Margie? Um, I think sometimes we can let waiting um, for, you know, having something or being more ready. I think that can be a really dangerous thing because then we just kind of put things on hold. So I say just get out there, use what you got, go for it. And then when you can, if you need other stuff, get it done, get it as you go. But just get, the most important thing is just take action and get out there and start, Nate. <laughs> right, right. So how much, Margie, do you deliver like video in your program? Is it, When you do programs um, and people are, are participants, is a lot of what they're interacting with or watching video or is the video more like the introduction and then 
the contents in another um, form? I used to do a lot more audio um, just because I was still in the phase where when I did a video, I couldn't just talk. And so there was a lot of mm -hmm. editing and it, you know, it's like, oh, it's so time consuming. Editing is just huge. But now, yes, it's mostly video in shorter chunks so that people can just, um, you know, real. I feel like there's more of a connection. I feel like even though it's video, when you're coaching people, there's more of a connection when they can see you. And then, of course, you can have the audio separate as well. But absolutely, it's video, shorter chunks, and then some like worksheets and things like that to help guide people through the process. Right, right. You have such a nice background oh. there. Is that what you use when you do your videos or you like, is that set up? Did you set up the lighting? <laughs> I'm just wondering, because like you can tell I don't really do very much with lighting other than turn out <laughs> the light when it gets in. Yeah, you know what? This um, this room just kind of came together. And I'm like, what am I going to put behind me? Oh, my goodness. And I just had to happen to have this table. That's some artwork that I did. And so, yeah, it just it just kind of came together. So that's the way it is all the time. Yeah. Cool, cool. And you're still using iMovie? I still or? use iMovie, yep. Yeah. So. Wow. And you like it? Or you find that it, you're able to do what you need to do? Or I, I find it a little confusing. <laughs> iMovie. Like I'm a little confused. When I, I get iMovie in there. is, um, you know, it it it's free. Um, so that's right. you know, and I'm familiar with it. But I think you're right. It's very limited. Like there's a lot of things that I would like to do, and I'm thinking, really, they don't have this capability yet. Like this is an Apple thing. So how come it's not in here? But you know, like, like I was saying to Nate, just, you know, and you said to him too, use what you got, but, but yeah, I'm happy right. enough. It hasn't been the tipping point yet, but I'm sure there's probably other things out there that are, you know, a lot fancier and can do a lot more things. So, but I just hack right, my right. way through iMovie. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started doing shows on, on Blab? I know um, you were doing shows with Jody and, oh, yeah. and Aaron and you started out doing like monthly, yeah. right? And then you backed off a little bit uh, uh, to, to wait, did you do well, weekly? I think we started out started weekly out and monthly? then we decided, because everybody's just so busy, right? Um, so right, yeah, right. actually, I, I, the first time I saw a blab, I just fell in love and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do something with this. And I already knew Aaron and Jody from social media. So I got in touch with both of them and said, hey, what do you think about doing a show? And so that was right. it. That was it. We we got together and we just decided to do it. And uh, they are just so awesome, both of them. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun show. Um, Nick says, I have a feeling there'll be major updates with iMovie now that all the big social giants are adding their own oh, yeah. video. So that's interesting to see. I, I mean, I use iMovie to, like, you know, cut off the pre-show and post-show <laughs> part of this since there's no record button. Um and then I, I've started using Wirecast to tape some things where um, it's kind of like you do it live, but then if it's good enough, boom, you're, you're kind of done. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't like to do a lot of editing anyway, so I, li I like yeah. that. Um, so now, as far as social mm -hmm. media goes, like how did you how did you get into social media, and and how did like what did you start with? What was your first platform? Wow. And uh, Twitter. Twitter was my first platform and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and, you know, like everybody just jump in head first. And 
this was, I think, around 2011 or something like that. So it was a little bit different then. And it was, um, you just got on and, and chatted with people. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't so, right, so much right. of a broadcast platform as it was, you just connected with people. And I met some amazing people. That's why I met Aaron and Jody. And I met a lot of like countless amazing, amazing people and made very dear friends. I got clients from it. I got work from it. And I mostly, um, or most importantly to me, you know, you make very, very amazing connections with people. Yeah, it was great. Um, I got on, I think, in the middle of 2012, and you really were like just chatting yeah. with people. It was like a conversation. And I think now you need to go to a Twitter chat, yeah. like, you know, Aaron hosts media chat on Thursday nights, which is great. But that seems to be the the one place where people are really, really talking to each other and having yeah. conversations and you can still learn stuff and meet new people. So there's so much scheduling yes. going on on Twitter that I often wonder if anybody's actually reading anything or everybody's just scheduling and retweeting. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to, um, you know, it, it's hard. There's so many. And I actually had a Twitter chat for about a year and a half, and it was called Awe Talk, and it was amazing. We had, like, the coolest bunch of people because I, I didn't have any sponsors. There was no real agenda other than to – really inspire people and to always bring up topics where people could, you know, talk about stuff and, but yet respect each other's opinions. So we would talk about all kinds of, um, you know, worthwhile stuff. And then some nights we just have social right. night. We're just, you know, pretending we're passing around drinks and beer and bacon and <laughs> stuff like that. It was amazing. Yeah. Twitter chats are really awesome. If you get one, like Aaron's chat is just so awesome. Media chat. I'm plugging for you, Aaron. And then Jody's, of course, yeah, college I mean, cat. It's an institution. Aaron's chat, really. I mean, it's like, and then, yeah, Jody's got a huge following yeah, on college Twitter. cash. So two amazing chats. They've been around a long time. And, you know, that's because they're great. You know, that's because they're mm -hmm. great. They're engaging. Jody's so knowledgeable about, you know, finances and financial aid and stuff like that for students. And Aaron is just Aaron's just Aaron. He's awesome, right? So, right. and he always has great guests, and and so yeah, it's really good. So, what other platforms have you focused on? Um, I, I reluctantly went to Facebook. I built my Twitter up, and then I'm like, I'm gonna have to go to Facebook. So, I'm on Facebook. Also, Pinterest. Mm, I know a lot of people say there's still a lot of good stuff going on there, but. I haven't used it in some time. And Instagram, of course, because that's fun and easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and people actually look at what you do yeah. on Instagram <laughs> more so than, you know, some of the other some of the other channels. And I think it's easy for people to um, kind of engage, right? Like you're not you don't have to write a soliloquy, you know, beneath somebody's post or whatever. You can just go tap right, right. or tap tap or whatever it is. And then you're done. Emoji, emoji, emoji. And right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to spend time on Pinterest now. Like, I just don't feel like going there anymore. Yeah. Um, perhaps perhaps it was great when I was doing some things I want to take my mind off of, right? You go there and you just click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> click. But, it, but it's not really that social. I mean, it's not really like you're making connections or anything there. I mean, um, but I, I did use it a lot in 
you know, for a while, but now I just, there's too many, too many places to be. <laughs> well, there are. And I think Pinterest, you know, when it really, when it really started out, it was like something brand new and it was like the big thing and, and it was so visual and it was, you know, we didn't really have that with anything else, but now Instagram is kind of like the light it's light. People don't have to be committed right. to like large chunks of time or, you know, going down the rabbit hole as much with that. So I think Instagram's kind of, you know, the place where all the cool kids hang out now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I always kind of pulled like dragging, kicking and screaming into Facebook. I actually joined Facebook after joining like all the other social networks that I've used. Um, and and now I mean kind of that's where it's where everybody is. It's where when you post something, mm -hmm. you, you know, both not only your personal network, but now kind of your professional network sees it as as well to yes. a large degree because people are using groups more. And uh, how do you find like what's your experience been like on Facebook? You know, like the, since groups have picked up and people are using pages and event pages and all sorts of different things now it's not just like you post on somebody's wall hi how you been <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, facebook what can i say um you want to you want to hate it but then it's useful yeah, right? you have to be there you know i i do enjoy it i just find it's slower it's twitter was mm -hmm. just steady 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 and i find Facebook, there's just something to it. Like you, 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 I still haven't mastered it. I'm not a master of Facebook mm -hmm. because you, there, you just have to figure out that recipe. And I think it's different for everybody. And once you have it, then boom, you've got it. But I don't know. And Facebook keeps and changing, keeps like you know how you how you share yeah. something, and then what they decide to, you know, they become much more like you got to boost this post, yeah. you got to pay. Or we're not going <laughs> to give you too much exposure. And I think all of those changes, um, I, I think it's been a bit discouraging because I know a lot of people would, you know, they had a lot of followers and they had a lot of, and then it would like, boom, backslide, you know. So every change kind of interrupted that flow. And you don't get that as much with other platforms because they don't change as frequently. So I think Facebook is a little bit harder to keep up with, you know, in that right. That's, that's kind of why I'm forcing myself to do mm -hmm. more with video like i only did um my shows and that was pretty much it mm -hmm. on video um but now i'm trying to do some updates on video um again like i don't do the the phone thing it has to be <laughs> here it has to be yeah um or record whatever um just because that's what you know what i like to do i mean everybody it's like live streaming divides mm -hmm. right there's like the more broadcast i don't want to say produced but there's there's more like the desktop broadcast style and then there's mm. like the phone one to many kind of style and even when it's one to many i still prefer like this this style but i feel like by doing stuff rather than just putting links out by putting a video together even if it's like using adobe spark and just taking a bunch of images and text and making a video out of it your reach is going to be much more than if you post something mm -hmm. put a link in in it and then Facebook says, oh, you're you're going to try and drive people off of Facebook. <laughs> I'm not going to let anybody exactly, see Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think you're absolutely right. I think video is absolutely the way to go. People are, 
they're captivated. You know, they really are. They're captivated. They want to see what's going on. So I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what do you think, like, uh, you know, from seeing people using Facebook Live, um, what do you think works? What do you think doesn't? Is there some some things that like good videos have that you go, OK, that's kind of like the thing. And then there's other videos you look at and you're kind of eh, some people should really <laughs> stop doing that. <laughs> you know who they are. Uh, you know who you are yeah. out there. Um, <laughs> we don't have to name names, <laughs> but you know. Uh, you know it when you see it. Uh, I think that I haven't used Facebook Live yet. I'm kind. I'm just. I'm still, you know, just on the edge. There might jump in because there's so many live streaming apps. You kind of wait to see what, right. you know, what what's left standing. Do you use Periscope or did you use Periscope I or never Meerkat? Never got into or... those, and I know that there a lot of a I lot never of people either, have a lot of so. success, <laughs> but to me, it's just weird like to just hold the phone out and talk to yourself is just kind of strange and i wasn't really comfortable if i can't hear myself in here it's to me i'm not really yeah right? <laughs> so um i think for facebook you know i think people need to keep it interesting that's the one thing um the worst thing in the world is you know somebody's like oh man what are they doing are they dragging things out like it needs to be a little jumpy and you know have a little bit of interest and zoom around and, and you know keep people captivated people all this is very scientific that people only have the attention span of half a gnat anymore so you know you gotta be <laughs> you gotta be going yeah not half even a gnat not, not, not even a full gnat anymore <laughs> half a gnat so you know you gotta be keeping them interested and keeping them captivated especially in the very beginning I, you can hook them in the beginning then they'll keep watching just like anything else right but um yeah right so. right and then and then, like, the people that you work with, like, how many, like, do a lot of them use video in their businesses or a lot of them trying to use video in their businesses? Or is it still something that's, you know, a smaller, smaller number of people in comparison? Kicking to and screaming. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Yeah. You're trying to pull them, pull um, them in. It, again, like we talked about in the beginning, it's very vulnerable. People feel very vulnerable, very exposed. Mm -hmm. They're not comfortable seeing themselves. So to get them to do video, just that step to be in front of the camera when nobody else is going to see it is like a Herculean feat sometimes. So it depends on where the person's comfort level is. Um, one of the things that I, I teach people is how to put together a program. You know, how do, how do you develop your own program? And video really is the way to go. So that's something that I encourage people to just start right away. Get that comfort level going because video is, it's the driving force and live streaming is, you know, it's the next step. It's the next generation of it, and that's where we're right, going more right. and more. So like a good program would have a mix, right? You would use live streaming maybe to interact yes. with the the participants, but you'd use video, like more recorded video to deliver at least some parts of what you're teaching, what you're instructing, yeah. what you're delivering, what the people are, are looking for. Right. So you have some, some stuff that that's, that's recorded and some, you, you need a mix, yes. right? Um, oh, thanks, Nick. 
Nice to have you here. Um, absolutely, because people learn differently, right? Some are kinesthetic, some are auditory, some are visual. So I think it's good for to reach people at every different level to have the video. You can always detach the audio. I'm still perfecting that. So they, they can have the audio just to listen. <laughs> you know, they don't have to be in front of the computer to do that. Then you've got the written word and then you've got live stream or some type of, you know, even Skype where you can interact with people on a like a real you know, real time basis. And I think that's so important. So mm -hmm. I think having, like you say, having the mix is, is important because not everybody wants right. to sit in front of the computer and watch video all the time, or not everybody wants to just have audio. They need to see the visual as well. So, yeah. Right. Right. And, and are a lot of the people that you work with, are they mm -hmm. solopreneurs? Are they all different kinds of business people or it's a lot of, a lot of people are solopreneurs. Yeah. yeah. Now. <laughs> everybody's everybody's a consultant in our current economy yeah, right because i do work, even if you work for a company you better have I, that mindset well, exactly right? exactly especially in this economy i think you know this is an opportunity for a lot of people to go you know what i hated that job i just want to get out there and do what i really know i'm meant to do so that's the exciting part but um yeah a lot of solopreneurs for sure that's where my heart is to help the people that you know, I, I love working with coaches and I love working with creative people, people that ha don't have any knowledge of business because it's not their thing. Right. So that's where I bring in, right. you know, the, the confidence building and the mindset. And how do you start your business online? There's when I started, oh, my God, I wasted a whole year. You know, because you don't know what to do first. So solopreneurs really, really need that support, especially at the at the very beginning level where they're like, I want to do this. Can I? And how do I start? So. Right, right. And so it's how they get to how can they use social media to get the word out there to to get clients to to build their business. Right. I mean. It, it's not there, there has to be a transition sort of from, OK, I know how to use this to connect yeah. with friends and stay in touch with people and stuff. Now, what kind of content should I put out there in order to, you know, kind of kind of pull people in instead of just pushing out like, hey, I'm here's my vacation. <laughs> here's an album of photos yeah, or whatever. Right? Was, 17. Uh, actually, the funny thing is I don't teach a lot about social media, which is really funny because I love social oh, okay. media. But what I teach is like the marketing and branding. So I teach people about, you know, finding the hungry audience and matching up your passion. Is there somebody out there that's going to buy it? And how do you stand out uniquely? Because there's a gazillion people doing everything these days. So how do you position yourself right. in a way where people are going to go, I like her. I want to work with her. You know, so those are really important things. Mm -hmm. Those, those basic, you know, how do I get this started? And, and what do I do? Like, and I think it's that whole, the brand is really the beginning step along with that confidence building with that mindset so that you, you know, embrace being a business owner that takes a lot of time for a lot of people right, to right. even say yeah i have a business you know that's how i was in the beginning like yeah kind of like that and, and so obviously like with with solopreneurs and and creatives and people like that the brand is largely their personal mm -hmm. brand right exactly exactly and I think the trap that a lot of people fall into, and I did too, I mean, you don't know, is that you, you look around, you see other people in, in your industry, and even on a subconscious level, you start modeling them because 
you don't know how to be yourself yet. You don't know what your strengths are right, and, and right. you know, letting your personality out isn't as easy as it sounds. So can you share a couple of tips for doing that? Uh, <laughs> I think if not, don't, don't. <laughs> I think knowing them and especially for women, you, this is something that they need to work on. Like this isn't just something that comes natural, accepting the, the strengths that you have, knowing, you know, what makes you different because a lot of people think, Oh, everybody can do that. But no, usually not everybody can. So really defining your strengths and defining, you know, what makes you quirky and different and what do you bring to the table that other people don't? And that's through your market research. So I think doing research on yourself, right, which is part of my course, defining those things that make you different, that that give you that unique flavor and personality that you bring to the table, getting comfortable with just getting yourself out there. So the only way to do it is just do it. And then to do your market research to see what, where are other people missing the mark? Like if you look at other people's programs or the way they do things, you're like, well, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. There you go. Mm -hmm. You just. A little opposition research. Well, you, ha and you <laughs> have to. And that's something that women really struggle with too, is um, when they see the competition, especially if it's somebody really big in, in their field, they shut down. You know, it's like, oh, I can never be that. I remember when I started out looking at Tony Robbins site and I was like, I think I just want to eat chocolate and go home. <laughs> and that was it for the rest of the day. I was like, boom, shut down. But there's a lot of room to succeed between not doing it and becoming Tony Robbins, right? But we, you know, we see that, we see that, um, you know, larger than life, that super success and and we don't mm -hmm. like I always encourage people go back and do your research find out what was going on with them when they started a lot of people who are really right. successful in any industry they started in a place where they probably had odds and and things against them that were even more than you and I face right so it's always right. encouraging right. to just dig back and realize we all start at the same place and that is the beginning Tommy Willis is really weird, and he wants to know if that alone is marketable, or does he need some sort of skill to go with it? I guess it depends who your audience is. Um, I've seen some pretty weird stuff out there, and people seem to dig it, but I don't know. Um, you know. So, more serious question: Is a logo for your brand super important? I think your brand identity is very important that you want to have consistency. So even if you don't have a logo yet, um, you know, choosing your colors, showing up in the same way, getting people familiar with the, the repetition so that you get in their minds, right? People need to see you a lot of times. They need to hear you a lot of times. And if you're coming at them with different colors, different fonts, different pictures, all this other stuff, people will never get that you'll never get that recognition in people's minds. So I don't think it's as much the logo, though a logo is important. Um, I think that your overall brand really needs to be showing up consistently over and over and over and over and over again. So, but a logo is, a logo is important for sure. Great. We're talking with Margie Annalise, margieannalise.com. Oh. And what is, uh, since your site is, has been yeah. hacked. Um, what? What? What is there? How can people connect with okay. you? 
Um, at Margie Annalise, of course, on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, and Facebook. And, and Facebook. Um, my other site. Oh, you're welcome, Tommy. Um, my other site is TakeTheLeapAcademy.com. Take the Leap Academy. Take the. I'm going to type this in. <laughs> me. Dot dot com. com. Is yeah, that right? I should be. <laughs> I should be there. Perfect. And um, so, what are any other social networks that you, social media that you use, um, either in your business or personally that you know? you think are, are helpful, you think are useful? I, I think the most important platforms are the one where your people are. And a lot mm -hmm. of people go in places where their group just really isn't hanging out or they think they need to be everywhere. So basically I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I love Blab, but I'm not sure how long that's gonna be around. So probably be another <laughs> live streaming you know, platform because I enjoy it. So right, right. I, I think that's the most important thing. You know, keep it to, um, a pool that's manageable, right? Because you can just get totally right. burned out and where your people are so that they can, you know, you can show up where, where your tribe is. Do you use LinkedIn for business? No. <laughs> I feel kind of apologetic. <laughs> I think you're the first person that ever answered no to that question. No, I, you know what? I don't know. Like I'm just, I feel like too much of a free spirit. It just feels kind of, it's not wrong. I shouldn't say that. Can you erase this part? No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't use LinkedIn. I, I probably should. Yes. <laughs> do you use, you use LinkedIn? Of course you do. Of course. <laughs> I'm the only person that's ever said no. Yeah. Cool. I think you're the first person that uh, doesn't use LinkedIn that I've probably talked yeah, to. Yeah, I should probably get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe that's working for you. Maybe that's how you're standing oh, out. <laughs> He's not using LinkedIn. I'm a He's rebel. I'm not using LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Well, note to self. Let me because that's most people. That's most people's first uh, social network, really, right? Like, yeah, it is. Get, well, now, okay, people younger are getting on Facebook when they're in their teens and stuff, but. Like those of us who were out of our teens when social media got started, usually it's LinkedIn, right? Like I got to start this. How do I stay in contact with people and stuff like that? And <laughs> Tommy says, not everything works for different people. That's how us weird people get by. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought initially it felt too resume-like for me. You know what I mean? And it is. Right, I right. get that. But I just thought, mm, no. So... But I, I right, think it right. is a good platform. I just personally have never um, gravitated towards it, but I probably will soon. Yeah. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> oh, come on. That's hey, fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. Um, there, there's really not much going on on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's like all the groups now move to Facebook. Mm -hmm. Like it used to be LinkedIn groups were kind of yeah. big, um, but they got very spammy. And then all of a sudden Facebook groups just mm -hmm. picked up. And now like all the action seems to be in the Facebook groups and not much going on in the, the LinkedIn groups. So thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much yeah. fun. And, you know, I've been looking <laughs> forward to it for a while. Uh, Margie Annalise, um, at Margie Annalise on Twitter, 
Instagram and Facebook, but not on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And don't forget, people can go get free videos at TakeTheLeapAcademy.com. And Ross, thank you so much. It has been a total blast. I cannot believe the time has gone by so fast. It's just been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Thanks a okay. lot, Margie. Have a great evening, everyone. Thanks to everyone yes. for coming over and joining thank us here you. on Fire Talk. Um, you can always get here by going to rossbrand.tv unless I'm hosting a show on another platform, then it'll take you there. But we are back in two weeks on the 11th with Janine Truitt. Have a great awesome. evening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.